I just don't. I just don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know either. And that right there captures the heart of the old bookseller, <laughs> <laughs> young bookseller podcast. Thank you very much. Good night. Good night. <laughs> and that's it. That's the entire podcast. Yep. Okay. We am starting. Did you start the timer? No. You want me to start the timer? Are you ready? Yeah. Hello, everybody. I am Jeremy Lassen. And I am Eleanor Slate. Wait, who are you again? <laughs> Look at the red light. Red I'm light. not. Li- okay, start over. Hi, I'm Jeremy. And I'm Eleanor. And I'm a young bookseller. And I'm an old bookseller. See what we did there? Here at this podcast, it's not about rigid structure. What? It's about going with how we feel, right? And that's what tonight's episode is about. Okay. It's about how we feel and why we pick up the books that we pick up. Yes. What do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> you just I don't know why. I like, just, I like, you, like you, I like bad at that ball. What do you think? You. you think I'm like, I don't know. You take the fucking improv yes, classes. And, Come on. Yes, and. Um, yes, and. That's literally all I'm going to say. And then throw it back. Yes, Sorry. So that was a very good idea, Jeremy. <laughs> I thought we, I thought, I thought you took improv. Damn it! Oh, here, oh, some shade was thrown. <laughs> nice. See, that was an example of the young bookseller using this young, uh, lingo, lingo, slang. No, slang. I don't even have the right slang. I don't. But you use shade in the right way. I know, but I think that's old slang. Well, I mean, you are kind of old. What the heck? Because <laughs> remember we switched it where oh, you yes, said I'm you were the, the old bookseller? I am the old bookseller. You're I, right. I was not implying so that. So I'm you're making old. you more hip. Yes. Even though for my 30 years of, of age. I, I am like the young girl reading Yaoi. Oh, here's the Yaoi. <laughs> <laughs> How much Yaoi have you read? I've not read none. Oh. No, we're not going on this tangent. We're starting. <laughs> i've canceled you on that one all right so so we won't cover heartthrobs my daughter's favorite yahoo we can cover that another time but that's not what you are reading all right so we are here tonight to discuss the past year's reading and why we choose the books that we read and why we choose the books we read in general yeah because when we're working in the bookstore it's a target-rich environment. There's so many different books that we can read. And I don't know about you, but I have a pretty strong sense of if I pick up a book, I'm, I'm going to like it or not, just because I have so many opportunities to learn about the books. And so it becomes a different type of choice when you literally have a dozen books sitting on the counter in front of you and you feel like every one of those books would give you a great reading experience. Yes. So what goes into your choices when you pick one of those books instead of another? I just, you know, when I, I just started working in a bookstore about five months ago. So I am, though tonight I am the old bookseller. (laughs) I am a young bookseller. Yes. And so before I worked in a bookstore, I was kind of at the whim of word of mouth because I don't really have social media, which I think book talk is now a big thing. Anyways, I was mostly uh, dependent on people's recommendations and 
I got distracted by the music. So tonight we're broadcasting live <laughs> on a Friday night. And let me assure you, Friday night on Valencia Street, next to Borderlands Books, there's a large park. People gather. They're playing music. It's it's kind of a bacchanal going on right at the park next door. I like that word. I do too. It's Greek. That was really good. Yeah. That was good use. Thank you. I approve. Nice. Okay. So, I was saying, I'm a young bookseller. Yes. I've been working in this bookstore for about five months. Before, I basically was just at the whim of other people's recommendations, aka my dad, my mom, my sister, a few of my friends. And I knew that I loved fantasy, and I really loved sci-fi, but... And I thought that I knew a good amount, and compared to a lot of people, I did. But when I started working here, I realized I didn't mm. know much of anything, of anything, which is awesome. But the whole point is, is that when I started working here, to your point, there's like so – I was like, oh my gosh, now every single book here is something that I might want to read. How do I choose between all of them? Right, right. And – I'm still finding that answer out, to be perfectly honest. Well, and you had mentioned that one of the things that goes into, at least for your choices last year, was a sense of, of almost like homework. Like you were trying to get up to speed. You were trying to Yeah. Well, there's still a about, sense of that. Yeah. There's still a sense of, there's a great chunk of authors in the past, especially, that I did not know about and I'm still learning about. And at the same time, I would love to keep up to date for our customers and the readers who come in so I can be like, yes, like this is coming out. You know, this is uh, what people are reading right now. I'd like to kind of have a finger in the past and, and a finger, you know, in the future, the present, all, all the fingers. <laughs> um, but that, you know, before I wasn't, before I started working here, it was very much like, like dust in the wind. Like I was just kind of all over the place. Right. Like I was, you know, I, it was the pandemic. So I was reading a bunch of romance just to kind of escape, which sometimes I need. Um, I was reading like some self-help, like spiritual books. And then again, like the odd, like, you know, book that someone would recommend. And then once I got here, it became a lot of the books I was reading was based on recommendations from the folks who live who work here not live here kind of live here <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely has changed since i started working here but even within those choices there are certain notes that i personally prefer in a book which are i absolutely love mythology so like i'm gonna be like i have a huge crush on mythology anything mythology related i want to read i love obviously low, low hanging fruit a strong female protagonist I'm a sucker. Right. So, like, if I have a choice between, you know, a book that is, um, you know, from a man's point of view and a or a woman's point of view, I now have the choice, yay, probably going to choose the woman's point of view for now. Right. Because before I didn't even realize how many choices there were. Right. And I would definitely say that I swing more towards fantasy, the genre. Fan I just love magic. Right. And, like, I love the hope that a lot of fantasy books and still and that's kind of what i look for i think i really like to have a sense of goodness or hope there can be bad evil stuff but i don't like i tend to or i have been avoiding books that 
don't have kind of that through line, at least recently. Okay. Yeah, I feel like my reading habits definitely go in clumps where I'll read a lot of maybe dark or heavy books or, you know, I don't yeah. want to say nihilistic, but like, you know, I'll hit a patch where I'll read a lot of uh, darker books. Sure. And then, you know, I'll try and swing in the other direction. But a lot of my reading is sometimes related to a sense of my own homework. Like, right. I, don't, I know for a lot of people who read nonfiction, one of the reasons they read nonfiction is because they want to learn more. Like, it's a utilitarian thing for them. Like, my mother, God bless her, she's wonderful. But man, she needs to find utilitarian value in the books that she reads. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who think that. And so they are often reading their nonfiction based on what they can learn from it. And I have a similar kind of um, habit, except I will do reading based on trying to learn more about the genre or trying to learn more about a period of history or trying Mm. to learn a period of literary history. And so my homework tends to skew towards I need to read like three or four Hugo nominated or Hugo winners, or I need to read, you know, um, mid 20th century mystery fiction written by women, or I need to, you know, I'll, I'll go on these, like I'll fall into these little holes. So that's where my homework tends to fall. That's kind of awesome. But like, I don't really, you've used the word homework and that's what I'm like trying to avoid at all costs. Yeah. Like, I don't want, I don't ever want, like, I was a nurse previously, and I was like, what is, what can I possibly do if I want to retire as a nurse? And I was like, oh, I love reading. How can that be a job? And then, oh, here is a job. But I don't want it to ever become something that, and I don't, I know this isn't what you're saying, but in an element, like, when I first started here, it had become kind of like that for a hot second right of just me being like oh okay i need to read this and i need to read this and i need to read this and i think i would love i will i will always continue to expand what i read and i will take recommendations but i do think that there's something awesome about i'm a joy chaser like i want to i really want to read books that like me make me think or, or feel or that kind of thing i just don't want it to feel like homework Right. We should choose a different word. Okay. You don't have to. It is your homework. You had spre- You should see his spreadsheets. He has a lot of spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> I do. But it's awesome because you do have this incredible base of knowledge. I mean, you already did. You've been reading books forever. You know, you're like a thousand years old. I have been a bookseller, part-time bookseller for over 25 years at this point. Like, the knowledge you have is, like, unreal. But even someone who had been selling books for that long, if they hadn't had that sort of, like, approach, which is so cool that, you know, you do it in these clumps and you're like, oh, I'm going to learn about this. I'm going to learn about this. When people come in, I've heard you sell books. I mean, it's really awesome. You really can pull out these, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, you really can. I mean, it's it's a it's an amazing skill. I think that once I'm a little bit more experienced, I hope that I can and be a little bit more organized in that way. Honestly, I I do kind of have high expectations for myself. Yeah. And when the customer comes in the store, that's like, look, do you have any lesbian time travel books? And I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't have any. Le- I, I don't know any lesbian time travel sure. books. Like, 
I don't know, about once or twice a month, there will be that customer that will haunt me. Yes. Because they'll come in and they'll ask for something and I'll be like, I got nothing. I, I don't know. And I mean, that's my kryptonite. Like you, you, you talk about my big broad basis of knowledge and how good I am at addressing, you know, questions. But man, when I, when I fail, like it haunts me. We'll see versus maybe my of- perspective <laughs> where all of the customers who come in haunt me. <laughs> and- people come in and they're like, like I'm still at the phase where people come in and they're like, I want a really awesome, like, it'll be like the stupidest question. And like my brain, every once in a while, will just be like, eh, like flatline. <laughs> like my brain will just, my brain still kind of flatlines and I'm like, okay. So, like, right now, I can't afford to have that ego because, right. like, yeah. I'll, I'll just, like, be haunted all the time. Mm-hmm. I kind of am haunted all the time. Well, I feel and I, haunted. And I, and, I know, <laughs> and I know, particularly that first month or so. Oh, God. You were very – there was a certain tentativeness about you. Yeah. And and I, I, I didn't really try and turn it down, but I, I know that I was a little bit of, like, um, I don't know, like, every time I'd answer a question – and do my little like yes and like fist pump of like after they left and I'm like woohoo nailed that one yeah and you're like <sighs> no I was celebrated what do you mean don't even pay me that, as a first, that first month I don't I blacked out that okay, first month good. who knows like but I, I, remember, I tried I, to, I, try, I tried to be a little less like you know like I know all the answers because I was like you were really trying hard and <laughs> and you were really good. And you were not nearly as bad as you were making yourself out to be. Okay. <laughs> okay. But there That's is really that sense of... Hauntedness? <laughs> yes. Somebody could come through that door and ask me. And then... Inevitably. Inevitab- they will inevitably. Ask you. And, and when they come through that door and I just happened to last month go on that like bender where I read like three Ursula Le Guin books and I'm like... Yes, the dispossessed. Yeah, Ursula Le Guin. That's her anarchist book. Let's talk about yeah. anarchist theory and like I can like at least fake it for like the ten minutes that <laughs> that no, I have. In I front love of, it. I and, really and, love it. But it it is really nice when you you know when you put in the work and it serendipitously corresponds to when somebody comes in the store and asks about it. And that's always a great feeling. And the thing is. People are open – when people come to a bookstore, they're so open to so many different things. That's true. That any amount of work that you put in, particularly because we're a genre-focused specialty bookstore, is likely to be relevant to somebody who comes in and asks. Sure. So, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of spoiled in that regard because somebody comes in and is like, yeah, I'm looking for some science fiction. I'm like, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like covered. Not haunted by that question. <laughs> I it is. I love the looks on people's faces when they're like, "Where's your science fiction section?" And I'm like, and I just kind yeah. of brought gesture broadly with my arm. Oh, I, I realize eyes. this is audio only. I like. Yeah, <laughs> he's just, done a very like, dramatic wide gesture <laughs> for all of you listening. I'm like, this is totally useless, Jeremy. What are you doing? I, and I'm not looking at the mic when I'm talking. Well, you have I'm a trying loud to voice. Get, so. I'm trying to get better. But I mean, okay, so how, you know, you said that you have homework, you have these clumps that you do. Do you think 
that how how many books do you read for for pure just like oh this is exactly what I what I want to read versus how much do you think that you do so that you can be of service to to other folks so that you you know I don't think those are mutually exclusive No of course not I feel like maybe a fifth of my books are completely spontaneous I've been waiting for that to come out, and it's out, and I'm going to read it right now. Okay. Um, or I see some, you know, something, I discover something new, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to read that right now without any kind of um, calculated sitting in my spreadsheet, six <laughs> months of organizing sure. and figuring out when I'm going to read it after what. Last year was really interesting because I – not only um, did I do my annual thing, it's been three years running now, where I've read all of the World Fantasy Award nominated Which we'll come back novels, to in a moment. But I also ended up going down the rabbit hole of Hugo Award winners because I wanted to reread Dune before the movie. What's before, Dune? Dune is this novel from <laughs> the 60s. That was good. I like that. No. I mean, okay. I, I know you were, like, putting me on. That's why oh, okay. I didn't, like, rise to the bait. Oh, okay. Dune is this novel from the 60s. It was utterly fascinating because it was different from most of the other space opera from its era. Like, the world building was deep and complex, and it had a, a feudal political structure that was very, very detailed. And it stood out from the other novels in the mid to late 60s. Now, a lot of science fiction world building looks like that so the novel doesn't like stand out that much compared to contemporary science fiction in part because contemporary science fiction is so modeled upon you know that precedent of dune i actually had somebody posit the question can anybody point me to science fiction that's not just feudalism in space <laughs> and i'm like yeah let's have not feudalism in space and I was like, The Dispossessed by Ursula Le Guin. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> which I read. Well, which I read as part of my Hugo Award sure. winning. I was like, I'm reading Dune. What other Hugo Award? And then I was like, oh, Roger Zelazny. So that goes, I guess, to my other question as a young bookseller, which I'm starting to learn. But where, you know, other than book talk, where, you know, where do you get your your resource like how do you know what to read like where where do you get these ideas where do you get your spreadsheets from there's various awards lists uh, i i look at a lot of um, awards nomination lists rather than winners necessarily uh, the world fantasy award that i mentioned is one it's a juried award um, and it's a different set of jurors every year so i find it a really great snapshot of like what contemporary fantasy fiction looks like in any given year because it's a different set of judges every year. Can you be a judge again? Judges cannot repeat. You can only be a judge once and then you're done. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. And so, and in the last three or four years, I've had a lot more reading time. And one of the things that one of the projects, some of the homework that I've done homework. that I committed to was I'm going to read all of the world fantasy award nominated novels. And I found that very rewarding. I've been exposed to books that I probably otherwise would not have picked up. Sure. And for me, that's really good because, like we talked about earlier, it's an embarrassment of riches. 
It's a target-rich environment. Yeah. And it's really easy to just go to the things you already know. Right. And so I guess- Or my, even the things you already like. Because if you, you only like. follow like your own, like if I only read about witches and mythology and strong female protagonist, I'm not serving. Right. Whereas you know, people you come got in me, and I'm like, yeah. you got me pissing in your ear going like, you should read this like right. Southern book club vampire Which horror I novel. I absolutely love. <laughs> and, and yeah, so that's a, it's a great opportunity. And I think that's why people come to bookstores is to absolutely be taken outside of, you know, to, to find the book that they didn't know that they were looking for. Yeah. And so I try and find things that allow me to have that kind of found experience. Um, Locust Magazine is a um, nonfiction journal, monthly magazine that covers the business and of science fiction. They have a lot of reviews. And they have a, a lot of reviewers. And every year they put together a Locust recommended reading list. And it's interesting because they break it down by genre. They'll have a list of like a half dozen to a dozen science fiction novels. And then they'll have a list of fantasy novels. And then they'll have a list of, and this is the really cool bit, first novels. Yeah, I love that. I love that they do that. Um, and they have a YA category. And so it allows me to kind of look at these curated lists from people who have read widely but it's all, you know, from the previous year. Sure. And so my reading in 2021 was very much informed by the, uh, that was my other big project was I, I tried to read big chunks of each one of the genres from the 2020 recommended reading list, Locus recommended reading list. And there was some crossover with the World Fantasy Award. But again, there was a, a, a large number of books that I probably would not have otherwise read, and I was blown away by them. That's awesome. And and now you you sent me the link to the Locust, yeah, Locust twenty twenty one. Yeah, the and best of twenty one. No, I'm I'm actually really excited because it does. I like I've really enjoyed being stretched by um, the recommendations from some of our coworkers and by you, and I'm excited for that list and. It's already informed my reading this year. I, I like how when we met last Saturday for our shift together. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, let me pull up the recommended reading list. And you're like, yeah, I know. I have it right here. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I have a spreadsheet where I have a different tab for each genre. And I've added information what book is it and what ser what number is it and what series? Oh my God. <laughs> and I totally went down the rabbit hole and then I was like embarrassed afterwards. You were not you were embarrassed. Like <laughs> you loved it. I just started grumbling under my breath because I had like a stupid Google Doc that was not nearly as advanced. <laughs> <laughs> I have added I have added more information to that basic list and I've used my my spreadsheet skills to break out the data and create yeah. different columns and stuff. Yeah. Um so yes, I do live inside spreadsheets. A lot of people use um, different platforms. Like that's right. I was about to say. I was about to bring that up. Good, uh, Goodreads. Goodreads. We need to look up the alternative to Goodreads. What was the one that um, Scott was using that I recommended? Scott uses Goodreads. I know, and he put all of his books into the other oh, one. Oh, it's either Storygraph or Bookly. I, I think it was Storygraph. I, Storygraph, yeah. Story. I, I've just started looking into Storygraph, but yeah. I mean, I use 
I use Goodreads and I'm just going to start using Storygraph to kind of track what I've been reading. What's the other thing you've been using? Oh, <laughs> I have a little book journal and it has, it's like specifically tailored towards. Well, I mean, is this like an app or is this a. No, it is an actual journal, Jeremy. <laughs> and I inspired. I, Scott I'm sorry. I was trying to recreate that awesome moment <laughs> a couple of weeks back where you were describing your book journal. I was like, oh, is what phone is this on? What is this an no, app? No, you were not excited. You were just missive. You were oh. like, oh, another app. Like, that's what you were like. You're like, yeah, okay. I'm not really. Oh, wow. Okay. That's well. how you. And then I was like, no, Jeremy, that. it is not an app. It's it is a journal. It. I was like actually kind of. Oh, you were excited. No, it's really cool. And Scott got excited and he bought one. So <laughs> you should probably get one. All right. Now, is this a book journal that you can get here at Borderlands? Yes, it is. Nice. I know. It's really awesome. But so no, it's a written journal. It's a written journal, and it allows you to, you know, it has like all these like pre-made and like prompts. So it not prompts. Oh, that sounded awful. But the title, the author, the publisher, the genre, and then like the how you felt about the pace, the characters, the world building, um, uh, ease of reading. It has all these like little things to where you can kind of mark it, okay. and then. You know, who would you recommend it to? And then it has like a note page where you can like write notes on if you something, I don't know, little things that you want to write down, which is very helpful for me. Okay. Um, Because as my little crutch boat, I don't know, something, I have a little doc. Boat? I don't know. (laughs) Ignore that I said that. Like, you know, like I'm paddling around in a little boat. Maybe a paddle? A life vest? Life preserver? (laughs) That's probably more accurate. Uh, or a, a, a life float. What are they called? <laughs> parachute? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a parachute. My parachute are like the other booksellers I work with. And I jump out and I like am falling and I'm like, help. What is this book? And then you guys come save me. No. And I have a. You, and you land in the water? Is that why you need a boat? Yeah. Okay. A life raft. A life raft. For fuck's sake. <laughs> a life raft. My life raft is a Google Doc that I've been keeping ever since I started here. And I pay attention to the recommendations of all of the other booksellers that I work with. And um, I have kind of like these awesome now lists of like, if someone comes in and says, I want a science fiction book with cats. And I have like literally a tiny little list of like books. <laughs> That are science fiction about cats. Or, you know, I, you know, um, I don't know. I have tons of little categories. Tail Chaser Song by Tad Williams. I'm just, I'm looking at that book right now. I know, right? You're but a that's, fart. Did that's you see more, it earlier? No, but that's, it's a fantasy. So you just that's pulled it out? Yeah. I mean, that's a easy one. And that's fantasy. It's not science fiction. Now, if you well, want. Well, I have a separate, so th- I have a separate thing. So it says like cats and then I have science fiction. Fantasy. Okay. So M. John Harrison, Nova Swing. And here we go. No, because the name of the spaceship is the White Cat. Oh, that's kind of cool. Okay, that's cool. And I'll M. write John, that on M. my John list. Harrison is a total cat guy. Okay, that's good to know. I'll write it down. I'll listen to this podcast, and then I'll put it in my Google Doc. <laughs> <laughs> but that way, as I'm catching up with my reading, when people come in, I can, in fact, give them information on 
a sort of book and that you know i have like a world like people who love world building or or even like someone who comes in is like oh i loved dune what can i read next and that kind of thing and that's really helpful and that also informs my reading because something will come up and i'll be like oh that sounds really interesting i'm going to read that do you ever find yourself wow okay so i'm gonna stop my timer do you ever find yourself choosing what you read based on like where you're at? Like, do you have a specific vacation reading? No, this is a different podcast. That's a different podcast. Is this a different podcast? That's All a different, right. That's a whole really cool podcast. All right. So in looking at my list of books that I read last year, a bunch of them came from the Locust Recommended Reading List. A bunch mm-hmm. of them came from the World Fantasy Nominated List. And like I said, some of them are those books that I picked up as soon as I, as soon as they became available, sure. I grabbed them because they were like author favorites. And then, honestly, there's a lot of them that recommendations that come from um, colleagues here at Borderlands. Sure, most of mine. Um, that direct recommendation, even even a jaded old bookseller like myself, if you know you or Scott tells me about something that you're really Absolutely. excited about. Sometimes I can't, uh, I can't resist. It ends up on my, it ends up on my list of, on my spreadsheet tab that says <laughs> things that are interesting that I should check out. Cause I have my award winning tabs and I have my locus recommended reading list tabs. And then I have my just general things that look interesting. Do you find yourself, um, Making reading choices based on um, access to galleys or advanced reading copies? Because I think this is a part of the bookselling trade that maybe people don't necessarily know about. Yeah, yes and no. Yeah? Yes and no. I mean, I'm not I'm not strictly married to the advanced, what do you call it, the galley. It's also an advanced reading copy. Yeah. No, you know what? I just got one. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah? But it, because I chose, like, I saw that it was coming out and it's... um. A, a mythology book called yeah. Electra and Jennifer Saint and Ooh. I just got and I asked you because I didn't know if we were going to get it and I asked my manager if she could if, if it was possible for me to get that galley and right. I, it's like my first one that I requested myself so in that sense like if there's one that I see coming down the pipe that I'm super excited about and I know that I'm actually going to really advocate you know for right. that author or if I'm going to put it on my recommended shelf in that way, I you know I really like the the galleys, and if I see one that's really compelling, I'll be like, heck well, yeah. I've often have books on my I should check it out list that I saw in galley. Okay. Like the first time that I saw it, it was and galleys. These are advanced copies that are sent to bookstores by the publishers as promotional copies to get booksellers to notice them, to talk about them, to right. find out about them, and and I certainly. Well, find my share of books that way, but I very rarely get to them when they're in galley. Yeah, that's part of the problem. Oftentimes, I will see it and I'll be like, "That looks really interesting," and then I'm like, "Oh, it's the third book in a series." Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> and then, and then I'm like, "Well, okay, I'll go." And and I did that once this year. I there was this um, Scandinavian mystery. And the galley looked oh, really I cool. You saying this. And I was like, I should read it. And I was like, oh, well, this is actually the second book. Yeah. And I'm like, Jude, we should order the first book in this series. And Jude's like, yes, we have the first book in this <laughs> series, Jeremy. 
and I eventually got around to reading it. But so that was um, a reading choice that was inspired by a galley in a circuitous. I don't even. Know what, ra- I don't even know what you're trying to say. Right now. <laughs> Define the. I'm just joking. Roundabout. Okay. In a roundabout sort of way, the galley inspired that reading choice of mine. I had yeah. I I mean I recently read um, Library of the Dead, and mm. that was uh, a galley, and I thought. <laughs> I thought that it hadn't I was like I rushed to read it before it came out and then Jude was like yeah that's been out for like a year (laughs) I was like damn it I thought I was over but no but it you know so yes I think that if they're oh that happened just the other day I looked at the galley shelf and I'm like ooh what's this this looks interesting and Scott was like oh yeah that's been sitting in my house for like six months no that's you want to know why we don't read galleys it's because of Scott (laughs) he's a thief he's here when all the galleys get here and he's like oh i'll just take this because if you'll be like oh i really want to read this i've heard it like at least 10 times where he's like oh yeah i have a galley for that i'm like damn damn it scott stop stealing all the galleys so um jeremy and i are unable to a year later (laughs) when he returns the galley we end up no honestly it's it's funny like the free aspect never plays into it for me like i will buy Oh, we know. An audiobook and the hardcover. Yeah. Of a book that like, you know, I stared at the galley, like a printed hardcover, not even just an ebook galley, but a printed hard copy galley that I stared at for a year. I'll go you know, buy it in two different formats. Sure. Just because I'm a I'm a book slut. You are a book slut. Are I- there are there any books or that you're looking forward to for this year. Isn't that a different podcast? You're such a fart. <laughs> I'm trying to end. I'm trying to wrap it. Well, actually, I wanted one more thing. I oh. wanted to touch on one more thing. Okay, he wants to touch on one more thing. Okay, keep going. All right. One of the things I did last year, which was felt totally opulent. What's the word like when it's too fancy? Gaudy? Gaudy. No, that's a horrible... I hate that I but just said like, that. like... I don't know. I like hate it, myself for that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> said yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's just what... so you know, I'm slaughtering myself, so you have time to think of your word. All right. No. So, one of the things I did last year that felt totally off the deep end, like the most expensive cheese you could get from the cheese shop was I read a three-book fantasy series back-to-back, all three books. And I don't know about your reading habits, but very rarely do I, like, read the same author back-to-back. I do. You do? (laughs) I really love doing that. That's my, that's like my clump. Like, I I read last, you know, one of the things I did, I had somehow never read the Earthsea series and I read all six of them. Oh, nice. In like two weeks. Right, right. I remember you I telling me about I gobbled them up. Those. Yeah. I mean. So, yes, I do. Okay. And I guess maybe it's been a treat that yeah. I haven't allowed myself. Okay. Because I've had all these projects. <laughs> I've had all this homework. Hmm, the homework. <laughs> and so I, I felt like it was a treat to be able to read. the And plus the third book in the series, the final book in the series, came out in like October. 
And is this Joe Abercrombie? It's Joe Abercrombie. How could I even know? One of your biggest and crushes. Man, I went into a Joe Abercrombie shaped hole in the universe for like about <laughs> I, a month. I was I just like. I loved that for you. <laughs> and then right at the end of the year, I went into like a Stephen King hard case crime binge. Oh, okay. Because the hard case crime novels just look gorgeous. They they look like the, it's this imprint of crime fiction and they have these pulpy... Oh, I've seen... They are really cool looking. They look just super sexy. Like, you hear me describe books like sexy a lot. Often. But man, the hard case crime books, <laughs> they are just like, ugh. Yeah. Uh, insert inappropriate metaphor here. That's how sexy they are. Yes. So, Stephen King has had three novels published through Hard Case Crime. They're paperback originals, and they look great. And he had this novel called Later. And I was like, it was on my spreadsheet of like, looks cool, need to get to it. <laughs> I'm proud of you. The thing about the those books is Stephen King's known for these like huge, giant tomes like It, where it's like a thousand pages or something. And these Hard Case Crime novels are like, you know, vintage-sized novels. They're like maybe 80,000 word stops, 70,000 word stops. They're like, they're bite-sized. And I'm going to be honest, I was feeling a little bit insecure about my total count of books that I read <laughs> at the end of last year. And I was like, I need to read some shorter books so I can like get my numbers up. Yeah. So yep. I was like fluffing my stats. You got to fluff by the stats. <laughs> by reading small books. <laughs> yep. And And I read later. And man, later was so good. That I was like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the other two. So I read Joyland and I read the Colorado Kid. I'm so proud of you. That's so indulgent. Indulgent. That's the word I was trying to think of. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Because that was gonna haunt me, haunt me like the. Don't talk about the haunts. Like the lesbian time traveler. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, now, was, now it, you're gonna have to come up with a list of lesbian time traveler books after this. Well, actually, <laughs> there's. Annalee Newitz's book, which is has a title that's much like another book that is also about the time travelers, and I always get them confused. Anyway, Annalee Newitz has this great lesbian time traveler novel, which is kind of why I um, bring that one up. Because I literally had a customer say, like, do you have any lesbian time traveling books? And I'm like, yes, Annalee Newitz. And they looked at me like, well, duh. Yes, of You're course, like, that one. More. Yeah. Like, that's the obvious one, Mr. Bookseller Man. You're such a man. And I felt like I totally let them down. Like, I was like... It's more than I could have done. I'm like, I'm I'm usually pretty good with my lesbians, but I I was coming up short that You did time. what you could. Yeah. It's okay. I feel like every bookseller is just a little haunted. <laughs> and then there's that category of question. And you see booksellers strut around all the time. The barest amount of information to name a specific book usually it's about the cover mm -hmm. oh there was a book in the window three months ago it was blue and it looked really good and is it still do you do you know what book i'm talking about yeah and and man when we can nail those it's really satisfying <laughs> it really is it takes some of the haunt away it does it does that's the glow so, what are some books that you're looking forward to in 2022? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? Wait, do you do you want to throw that at me? 
No. <laughs> you said that's a different podcast. Remember when I just asked th- that? I know. And then you said that that was how you wanted to wrap this up. No, I said I was just trying to wrap it up. Right. So I was like getting to the point where I, I was going to let us wrap it up. Okay. So. <laughs> can we so totally, Jeremy. Can we leave that part in? Yeah. Where, where you were like, I just asked that question. <laughs> All right. So Jeremy. Yes. Not a long list. Not a long one, but what are some books that you're looking forward to in 2022, since it's already February? I am looking forward to John Donnell's Devil House. All right. Uh, it's his third novel, and um, Scott has already been raving about it. I have to keep up with the booksellers. And He's the middle-aged bookseller. <laughs> He's the middle-aged <laughs> bookseller. Aww. So that's one I'm really looking forward to. Okay. And... What else is coming? Okay, I did one. Now your turn. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you were waiting for me. I am really looking forward to None of the Nights, which is coming out in September. Oh, And it is yeah. the third book in the, what is the whole series name? It, does it have a series name? Yeah. It's by it's Tamsin the, Muir. It's Tamsin Muir's Lesbian Neuromancer series. Yeah. Heck Necro- yeah. Necromancer. I was going to say Neuromancer. I was like, wait. Wait. That's a different thing, Jeremy. That's maybe a different thing. No. Lesbian um, necromancers. It's the le- lesbian necromancers in space. It is so awesome. There's been two books so far, and it is the third book, and I am I am drooling for that book. I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that one as well. Yeah. I think we're going to have to talk about that one. And then I'm planning on binging another trilogy. Okay. Which one? The Naomi Novik. Oh, I'm reading that right now. I cheated. That one's coming out this year too. Yeah, the third in the Skullman series. You had told me that the Ooh, third one was coming out, and yeah. I was like, and I put that on my list of like stuff to binge. Yeah, it's super fun. I really, you know, sometimes speaking of books you read or don't read, we have bestsellers lists, and sometimes I avoid those because I feel like I don't really need. Mm, to yeah. sell them, right? And I feel like sometimes I'm selling myself short because. They're oftentimes really fucking good books. They're on the best. <laughs> they're on the bestsellers list for a reason. So you know, I I'm looking the third that third book is coming out. I think also in September, um, and I'm really really looking forward to that. I think it'll be really really fun. Nice. Well, I think we have a good catalog of books that we've read. Do you like how my voice cracked there? Yeah. Well, I think we've gone over. You're a, lot a young of bookseller, so now you're going through puberty. <laughs> yes, I'm just trying to. <laughs> I'm going to read some really exciting books with, like, some sexy bits. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I'm going to read about some <laughs> lesbian time-traveling necromancers. Neuromancers? Neuromancers. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I now have to tell Jeremy to be quiet. No, I'm just joking. It's now time to wrap up for the evening. Good night. All right. Good night. Thanks for listening. (laughs) And next time we're going to probably go down some rabbit holes and maybe do some uh, other bits. Some other bits? Some other bits. We may talk about a whole book again for an extended period of time. Or we may just have a little um, back and forth where we talk about the events of the week. The book selling events of the week. Yeah, the book selling and the books that we're currently reading because it doesn't always line up. That's right. Anyway, I really appreciate you reading. 
Once again, my name is Jeremy. And I'm Eleanor. Wait, I appreciate you reading? I don't know. I went with that. I let you do that. <laughs> I appreciate you reading. <laughs> I appreciate And supporting us booksellers in pre- general. Hey, everybody out there in podcast listening land. I appreciate everybody who has spent the time reading their favorite books. That's beautiful, Jeremy. I second that. <laughs> we appreciate you readers. Oh, and you listeners. What a mess. Is this, is this over yet? <laughs> it's it's petering out slowly. <laughs> Painfully. <laughs> Good night. Thank you so much, everyone. This is Eleanor. What are you going to like not say your name? I already said my name. No, it's time to start over. This is Eleanor. Wait, and that's we... Jeremy. And this is the old bookseller and the young bookseller podcast. Good night. Good night.